0: Over the last few years, there has been a lot of progress in designing and manufacturing electric cars. They are widely available in the United States now, even though Hong Kong has been slow to introduce them. But what about an electric aircraft? In a competition sponsored by Google and the space agency NASA, designers were asked to build an electric plane that could fly 320 kilometers in two hours using just one gallon, that's 3.7 liters, of gasoline per passenger, and one plane has just managed to do that. The Pipestral project in California achieved the objective first and so won 10 million Hong Kong dollars as a prize. However, the plane was only very small and had only two people on board. So it isn't a true prototype of a commercial plane that could be built. And the design process cost a lot more than the prize that the team won. The main objective of the competition was to stimulate discussions and design for a possible new generation of electric planes, so I wouldn't expect to be boarding one for a long-distance flight anytime soon. Passing through airport security before boarding a plane is time-consuming and frustrating and can't be guaranteed to catch all potential terrorists anyway. But authorities in the United States are trying to develop a screening program that can detect the intent of the person passing through the machine. The Future Attribute Screening Technology, or FAST, is designed to analyze whether a person is likely to commit a crime using a range of factors. These include breathing and heart rate, body movements, voice pitch changes, breathing patterns and eye movements. All these factors can supposedly determine whether somebody has a bad intent to do something. It's a long way from being perfected and probably won't be foolproof, but could be another way to help keep air travel safe. The human brain is the most advanced computer on the planet and we continue to learn amazing things about the way our brains work. Different parts of our brains handle different things and recently it was discovered that there is a precise part of the brain that manages to distinguish between imagination and reality. And that is a really important part of day to day living. For instance, did you actually go to school today or did you just think you went. I'm sure you did, but apparently there is a particular fold in the brain near the front that helps us determine between what has actually happened and what we imagine. And because no two brains are exactly the same, this can also help explain why some people have stronger memories than others and why some people are more imaginative. I expect you have had many vaccinations over the years, which have helped prevent you catching some harmful diseases. But scientists are getting close to developing a vaccine that could actually help people with any addiction. So imagine that you simply could not give up smoking, then it might be possible to have an injection and then you wouldn't want to smoke. Or more serious drug addictions might be treatable too, like heroin or cocaine. None of the molecules from drugs like these are good for you, but they are so small, much smaller than disease molecules, that the body's defences ignores them. The new vaccines being developed would make it easier for the body to identify these molecules as harmful, and then for the brain to identify them as not enjoying them. And so people would stop enjoying whatever it was that they were addicted to. That, at least, is the hope for scientists developing the vaccines. finally this week, the weather. Not what will be happening in Hong Kong tomorrow, but what will be happening in space in the coming years. Our Sun goes through different phases of activity, roughly in an 11-year cycle. Recently it has been very active, with lots of massive explosions on its surface, which is quite normal. But now astronomers are expecting the Sun to have a slightly quieter phase, and that needn't be good news for us here on Earth. The more active the sun is, the more it absorbs harmful cosmic radiation, preventing it from reaching Earth. And although our atmosphere shields us from that radiation, if it does increase, then it might make space travel more dangerous, like any manned mission to Mars. Thankfully, none are planned in the next few years and the sun's changing activity won't affect us in any other ways, but this is just another reminder that there is weather on other planets and stars and not just our own Earth. I'm Neil Chase and that's it for the Science Blog for another week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website and I'll see you next Thursday evening for more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time, Podcast On Demand.